Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Asian Unfiltered from a different lens. Before we get started, I'd like to thank my sponsor, Bet Online. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Bet Online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. I'm talking NBA, MMA, bowling. It's the best way to place your bets and it's free to sign up. Head to the website betonline.ag or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, your online sports book experts. Hey, everybody, it's Charlie here. With my co-host, Russell. Hey. I wanted to encourage Russ to watch Crazy Rich Asians, the movie. Not a lot of people I know that are Asian have saw this movie, mm. Russ. So, so including to yourself, <clears throat> yeah. anyone in your immediate family actually caught the movie? You know, I'm, I'm thinking about it. I saw a lot of people posting it on online, like, like you know, supporting it and saying how great it was. And I was told myself I was going to watch it eventually, and I think <clears throat> I just <clears throat> never really got around to it till we decided we're just going to go watch it. And now I just told my brother to go watch it. I told my mom I got to take her to see it. I just think everybody should see it. And uh, I just want to say thanks for, you know, giving me that push to watch it. No, no problem, man. Yeah. I mean, I think I, I think a lot <clears throat> of what what people in radio or podcasting do, they, they try to spread the gospel. Mm-hmm. And a lot of what we want to do is maybe help people understand about Filipinos. Yeah. Because you and I are immigrants. Absolutely. We're not, yeah. we're not like, hey, fucking you know, Glendale. I'm from Glendale. I know. I mean, we both we grew up in Glendale. Yes. But obviously, we emigrated here. Yeah, it, it, it's a big deal as far as for the difference between living... In America, being an Asian American, uh-huh. the middle tier is immigrant American who's been living in America for a while, mm-hmm. meaning us, like decades. Yeah. And then there's the newly, uh, what did Rex Navarrete say? Fabulous. Fabulous. Mm. You know, fresh off the boat. You're fresh off the boat. Mm-hmm. It's the, like your first five years. Yeah. And then there's the gap of living in the actual mother country. Yeah. Of where you're from. Yes. So, uh, with you, for you who's listening, you know now that Russ and I are immigrants, right? But we've lived there longer, so where um, we're not embarrassing to take around amongst your American friends. <laughs> we're not. We're not gonna glamorize like, oh my God, you have full running water. Yeah, no. You know, we're not. Yeah. We're not at that stage. Of immigration, plus you know everything's so much better now. Yeah, uh, everyone's so much better, right? Like uh, anywhere <clears throat> from engineering, uh, agriculture, um, uh, and so many different sorts of uh, technological advancements, right? Well, I'm glad you brought that up because I think it kind of ties in with the with the movie. Sure. Um, well, let me give you a background about myself <clears throat> first. Like, you know, the Philippines is so diverse as far. Um, I'm from the Philippines. I, I was born there. Uh, I came here in 1980 when I was four and a half years old, you know. And um, yes, it is, it is a third world country. And 
like where when I was growing when I was growing up in the Philippines, we didn't have hot one running water. You know what I mean? Like, so when I came here, there's hot running water and stuff. But I just don't want people to think that we were living in a jungle either. You know what I mean? Because I think some. I remember coming in here in 1980, and and a lot of the ki- in Glendale. Imagine Glendale in 1980. I was probably like what like a, one like one of the rare Filipinos there. Cause I remember like going, people won't even know what a Filipino is, right? You know what? I went to uh, this elementary school in Glendale, and um, it's that it's a, it's gone now, but it's a big round church on um, on uh, Colorado next to the library. And I remember in kindergarten they were like, "What are you?" And I was like, "I'm Filipino." And the kids were like, "What's that? You're not Chinese. You're not Korean, right?" And they would like make the slanted eyes, right? And I'm like, and for me that was weird because I'm like I never knew like there was nothing else but Filipino, right? And that whole culture shock of of emigrating, and I think I think this is a great topic that we're talking about with the movie because you know I remember my my kindergarten teacher say asking us what we had for breakfast that day. Because, you know, like sharing. Sure. And everybody was saying like, you know, pancakes, waffles, egg and bacon and eggs, right? Oatmeal. And I remember saying spaghetti. <laughs> yeah, you know what though? That's just odd anyways. Right? I don't know a lot of Filipinos that have spaghetti for breakfast though. Yeah, but it's like, I, it's like my, my, both my parents were ha- like had two jobs, right? So I would be the first person getting dropped off in the morning at 7 a.m. for daycare. I'd be the last <laughs> person getting picked up at 6 p.m., right? <clears throat> and I remember time there would be a few times I had to go home with my teacher because my parents were still at work. You know what I mean? And for me to say spaghetti for breakfast, it was just normal for me because my mom would just make whatever. I'd eat in the car, literally going to school. You know what I mean? Because as immigrant kids, yeah, your your parents are grinding. Yeah, they're grinding. So guess what? You're having spaghetti <laughs> for breakfast. So the next time that question came around, because everybody was laughing at me, I would just mimic the other kids, like whatever they had for breakfast. Even if I had adobo and rice for breakfast, I would say, "Oh, um, bacon and eggs." Right, <laughs> right. So it's just it's just one of those things, like growing. Uh, Growing up, I knew, like, yes, I came from a country that didn't have hot running water, you know, but I don't think, but, you know, my, both my parents were educated. They they both went to, they both had their college degrees, right? Accountants, right? CPAs and everything. And it was just, it just so happened that in the neighborhood that we lived in, Tai uh, Tai Rizal, right? There was no, we had to boil our water for hot water, you know what I mean? And And I think even till now, like, there's parts... Where there is no hot running water, but I don't want people to think that the the Philippines or any other Asian country is really that behind, right? You know what I mean? Because there are parts where I think there are parts in the Philippines that's way better than parts here in LA. My angry fat fuck ass if I was your <laughs> classmate there, I'd be like if I were because you were po- made fun at, uh-huh. and then come uh, my well, I had the same Ku Klux Klan pancakes <laughs> that racist Jim over there from La Cunada had. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Oh, man. I mean, I got a lot of stories like that because I did go to school in La Cunada. I went to Flint Ridge Prep for uh, a few years. Sure. And I just, 
you know, Filipino and Philippines was not something a lot of the, my classmates knew about. There's a Korean population. There's a Chinese-American population, some Japanese. But Filipinos were kind of like, what's that? And, I'm, and me, me being, you know, like really like I just wanted to learn more about us. I was like, well, we fought with you guys in the war. World War Two. Good for right? you. Mentioned like name dropping like MacArthur and all this stuff. Sure. Right? But it's just because I, I just wanted and, you know, this was pre-internet era. It was just stuff I had to ask my parents about because I wanted to learn more about the Philippines growing up here because not a lot of my classmates really knew what the Philippines was about. All I knew was, hey, you know, we have spam on the weekends and maybe some some toyo or whatever, like some dried fish, right, for the weekends. And uh, it was like a delicacy for uh, like a, a treat for my parents because all week we'd be they'd be grinding and they would just be like going to like fast food places. You know what I mean? And I remember that the Pioneer, that Pioneer Chicken right there in, in uh, Hollywood. On Sunset. On Sunset. By Circuit City. Yeah. We would have... We might as well talk about the Lincoln Memorial, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. We would get that every night on the way home. And uh. we would just eat it in the car, you know? So, I mean, those are just... But for me, that's nostalgic. That's like, you know, good memories, you know? And I think, um, yeah, just, just the fact of growing up as a Filipino immigrant... You know, turning into a Filipino American uh, in the '80s and '90s here, it's. Um, I think it's. It was. It. It, it just. Uh, it made me who I am today. Okay, so that's a great painting of your start and yeah. who you are. Yeah. For me, I was an illegitimate child. My mom was the other woman. My dad came from a wealthy uh, pharmaceutical company, but was a fucko. I mean, he liked vagina. He liked to thrust vagina, eat vagina. Pay for it, raise kids with it. That's my dad. So it was weird coming up because in the Philippines, if you had a helper, it was kind of like assumed, okay, you're about middle. Yeah. You're not upper class. And we had a driver. So, okay, you're still middle. But we were outside kids, you know. Um, And my mom had a home in VF Homes which is in the southern part of the metropolitan of Manila. It's a nice area. Used to be. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> that's another topic. But, but that's a whole <laughs> another episodic uh, story. And my dad worked for several companies. Mm. You know, one was for his dad, which is Columbia Tobacco. And my mom had a bunch of her sisters and her parents move to, New- to, to the U.S. Mm-hmm. There was the opportunity of my grandpa in New York working as a security, then became cop. And then there, there was a point where my dad, I don't know what the fuck they, he and my mom was thinking. My mom was thinking like, yo, let's get these guys American educated. Mm-hmm. Not that the Philippi- Philippine education is the stereotype. It's you're there from seven to four. Like, it's a fucking job. Yeah. It's hardcore. Mm-hmm. So the intelligence mm-hmm. and, the, and the workload factor is there. Yeah. But, you know, my mom just always <clears throat> wanted to have my brother and I finish with a college degree. Mm-hmm. And then you're up, you're up to your own devices at that point. Just fulfill that. So there, there's a stint where it was like, Zero to three in Manila, three to six Spain, six to nine New York. 
uh, 9 to 11 Philippines, and then 11 to 13 New York, and then Manila again, and then I finally moved like in 1989 mm. to, to Los Angeles. We live by um, Park La Brea, went to an all-boys school, Daniel Murphy. Okay. And that was hard because going to school in, in from age, let's say, 3 to 10, 3 to 11, uh, it's like, oh, you eat rice in the morning? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> On Saturdays, we go to a Chinese <clears throat> restaurant and then we eat rice. That's what uh, a Euro friend or a classmate would say. And then it would get to the spiel of the Latinos were like, are you stupid? We have rice and beans every day. So I found allegiance yeah. with Latinos right yeah. away. And it turns out as we get older, we find out, oh, of course, it's the, it's the spice trade fucking people. Uh-huh. Everyone who was Catholicized by, by force. Yeah, we were ruled by Spain. And, and Portugal. Okay, yeah. And any Jesuit priest, <clears throat> yeah. wherever European country that had mm-hmm. Spanish, Portugal, and Jesuit priest okay. influence, right? Wow. So the uh, Mexicans have the same fucking diaspora. Mm-hmm. Uh, Puerto Rico mm. is still a, an American state, technically. Yeah. Is it? I'm yeah. not sure. Yeah, it's an American territory. Yeah. Still, <clears throat> we, the Philippines, was a former territory. Uh-huh. Yep. Until the Spanish-American War, and then we got liberated in, is it 1896? Something like that. I'm so astute. <laughs> Charlesopedia <laughs> in the motherfucking house. <laughs> so that's a little bit of me and Russ's background, which we'll paint some more for the seasonal podcast. But this serving as a prequel and soup and salad to the podcast is the movie Crazy Rich, Rich Asians. Yes. So, Russ, initially, <clears throat> when I go... <clears throat> Hey, dude, let's go watch Crazy Rich Asians. You got to see it. Well, what were you thinking already before well, you saw the movie? Well, before I saw the movie, I saw I started. See, the movie's been out a um, couple a, months. A couple months now, and I just saw it yesterday with you. And prior to that, I was seeing a lot of before the movie got released because I live in Burbank, so it's down the street from Warner Brothers. I would always pass by the studio, and I saw the, you know the big posters. And I just, I was like, well, I wonder what this movie's about. You know, Crazy Rich Asians. Is this a stereotype? Is it one of those stereotype movies or something? Like a Kardashian of, of the East kind yeah, of thing, right? right? And, you know, I never, I, I never really, like, intended to really go actually watch it when I saw the poster. And, because um, there was a bunch of posters there. The marketing on it was awesome. You know what I mean? But then I started seeing a lot of hype on it on on Facebook and like a lot of social media posts, a lot of people started like writing about it, like not writing about it, but saying good things about it on uh, on Facebook uh, on their threads, on their threads, right? right? And uh, you know, it got me really, it got me really interested in it. And then I, I ran into a few people here and there that really loved it. I can't remember exactly who, but they they would say good non Asians, yeah, like good stuff about it, you know. And uh, I had, I think, one or two Filipino friends that uh, put in really good, like, reviews about it. Um, and it got me interested, you know. But I was like, oh. And then I found out that it was supposed to be, they had, like, the producers or something had a choice whether they were going to put it on Netflix or they were going to put it on. Uh, and they had this opportunity to pitch it to Warner Brothers. And Warner Brothers only 
I don't know. Correct me if I'm wrong. I'm not sure about the exact details, but from what my understanding is, Warner Brothers only gave them a certain amount of budget, or like they were gonna only pay a certain amount, and they probably would have made more up up front if they had released it through Netflix. But the producers said, "No, we need the platform of Hollywood, and we need to get it out to the theaters." Sure. And I thought, like hearing that, that that put some sense of pride in me, like. Wow, that's I mean they took a huge risk, you know, because they wanted to <clears throat> they wanted to uplift the Asian um culture, you know, and I love I love it because when you say crazy rich Asians or even having the word Asian in it, Asia is so big. And you know, personally, the past few years I've been able to travel to like I you know, I've been living in the Philippines for the past 3 years, but I've been to Vietnam and and Thailand and I I've, I've been more exposed uh to Asia just the past few years you know I'm I'm 43 years old and I've never really traveled into Asia besides the Philippines but some like seeing Asia on that level it's like there's a huge world out there that we living in America doesn't really know about and even Filipinos per yeah. se in even the Philippines. Filipinos yes if you haven't been yes. to Vietnam or Thailand it, you're it's a different world it's a different there, world there's some familiar things yeah. by geography and and skin tone yeah, and, and the weather structure. stuff like that yeah sure but it's a different culture yeah you know and even I'll tell you this even like uh, speaking of my father he's been to China a few times the past few years because you know there's a there's a printing company in the Philippines and you know they're doing a lot of um, you know uh, stuff with China and China's huge in printing and I'm just, and there's so many like documentaries I'm seeing in the Philippines about China. China's huge. I mean, they're they there's each province can have its own doctor. Yes, and I one thing my father told me was the that what China did recently is they actually started hiring. Uh, I'm sorry, winemakers from Italy, and they would import them into China. To teach them how to make wine, and and, and Shanghai is doing that too because yeah. there's big big money in Shanghai. So the supply that they're for the wine in that they're creating in China is good enough just to supply the country. That's how much economy is going on in China right now, right? So to so to press forward with your opinion, what yeah. was your thought? Like, what was your impression? Like, okay, Charles invited me to Crazy Rich Asians. Uh, like, did you have a good feeling, bad feeling? Were you curious? I was excited. Okay, I was excited. Well, first of all, I was I was gonna be able to hang out with you, and I, you know, you we've kind of you kind of like told me a little bit here and there about Crazy Rich Asians. Intentionally held back. Yeah, but I was like, oh, it's cool, man. I'm I'm gonna be able to watch it with you, and and I know we're gonna like dialogue about it afterwards and stuff. Um, and you know what, I. Yeah, after seeing a lot of the the stuff on online and the red carpet that they did in Hollywood, I was really curious to what was all the the hype was all about. I heard they were, I heard they were like number one for five weeks running, and I mean they beat a lot of movies. I think that were supposed to be number one, and that's a huge deal because you know it's an all Asian cast. And you know what's crazy too, Russ, is I've, I've pushed a lot of people, but because we're grinding so hard in America, living, albeit just the American hustle, the dream, mm-hmm. you know, 
And you forget to prioritize to step back and go, wait, this might be both leisurely and important Yeah, for me to see. Well, that's true because remember, I, I think I mentioned it when we were buying the tickets yesterday. I said, this is the first movie I'm going to watch since I got back to, the, to America. Since 2018. Yeah. Like I, I've been in L.A. since January 2018. And in the Philippines, I'm watching the movie like once or twice a month. Quick sidebar for, for you listening or watching. Uh, Russell has a girlfriend that lives in Manila. That's why that there's – and his dad lives in Manila and has a printing company. So there's that um, bridge to that bridge yeah. about the conversation, the context of the conversation. Sure, go ahead. No, that's fine. So, yeah, I mean that's the, um, the whole – and it's funny because um, being able to watch it on a, on a Friday, you know, just to chill – it was really relaxing, and, and I thought the movie was so – the energy was so good, you know? Like, it wasn't so – it wasn't a dramatic movie. It wasn't like a teleserie, you know? Um, f- I'm, if you have – if you're Filipino and you have Filipino parents, you probably have the, the Filipino channel at home, which is TFC, right? And a lot of the shows on TFC, for my opinion, is very dramatic. It's very, like, emotional, and um, – it, this movie was not like that at all. I mean, there were some parts where, you know, it got a little serious, but it it was so well balanced that I came, I left the movie feeling like uplifted. Ah, good, good. Because uh, the one thing is what's common to a lot of cultures that I've noticed that is like post-spice trade. Mm. Like the like the Latinos, the Mexicans have their own, well, the, the derivative telesere. Okay, telenovelas oh yeah right so they do have that too like really bad over dramatized scenic fucking tv shows and it's like oh no it's it's gonna take like five seconds for one stab to go so you can feel it and then it takes three seconds for you to react to the stabs like oh oh my god you son of a bitch fuck you And your whole family who stole money from my family. Here comes the second stab. Yeah. You know, it, 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 it's just something about being colonialized mm-hmm. where you're not comfortable with yourself. Mm. You know, because like I watch Chinese films. They're so confident, dude. Mm-hmm. They, they, you know, Superman has an – Clark Kent has an S yeah. in his chest. And the Spanish, you know, they have their own style. They're mm-hmm. confident. They just put it out. The, the Indians <clears> – <throat> Bollywood. Okay. Even though they have been colonialized, but, they, but you know, they had a strong forefront of themselves mm. after, right? You know, with the British. Because yeah. it was never really a full-blown. It became like uh, uh, a working relationship. Okay, okay. With the Brits and the Indians. Okay. But with the Filipinos, a lot of the, the Mexicans that I know, they encounter the same thing. There's like the light-skinned... F- Flips are Latinos versus mm-hmm. the Indios. Mm-hmm. We have the same thing. Mm. Like the darker you are, you're probably poorer or lower in the social strata. Mm. Right? Okay. Right? It's yeah. like, oh, yeah, oh it's a dark one. Oh. Yeah. Right. Unfortunately, it happens a lot. Th- that's in the culture. <clears throat> but the relief for me, I will funnel back into Crazy Rich Asians, is learning that other cultures experience the same thing. Okay. Because in the first part, Russ... I thought like the fact that Filipinos, I just felt like it was only us. So I both kind of self-loathe mm. okay. our, our culture. Okay. It's like, <clears throat> dude, we're not, we have this crabs in a barrel mentality. That is a huge, 
huge part in our culture, the crab mentality, bro. Like, unfortunately, like, I'm pretty sure we both experienced it personally. Sure. And uh, it's just one thing that I want to create awareness of because I think a lot of people outside the culture have come to me personally and they've experienced it. Um, On their own culture or with Filipinos? With Filipinos. Okay. You know? So Mexicans... <clears throat> Encountered it. Mm-hmm. Even Ke- uh, Kevin Hart and Tiffany Haddish was recently on The Breakfast Club, mm-hmm. and they were talking about blacks and crabs in a barrel. Really? So, so happy. Not mm-hmm. that it's occurring to everyone, okay. but to know, like, oh, it's not just distinguished to us. Okay. And more shame, more blame. Mm-hmm. So, um, <clears throat> I'll add my thoughts about Crazy Rich Asians, okay. the movie, and then I'll, I'll get yours, because now <clears throat> we just spoke about your expectation and what you how you liked about okay. it. I, I thought it was good that it was in a niche country like Singapore. We okay. talked about this at the Shake Shack. <clears throat> yeah. Um, no one knows about... Okay, I, I am aware there is a country called Singapore, but what the fuck is a Singaporean, mm. right? And to me, it's great that these uh, Chinese Americans went ahead, Korean Americans, for the most part. I think it's like the, the crew was... Comprised of mostly Chinese Americans, Chinese Malaysians, and Korean. Okay. Like I think Ken Jong is Korean, and Aquafina, the the girl with the blonde hair. She's uh, awesome. She, she's Chinese and Korean. Okay. So it was mainly comprised of of that ethnic makeup, but it, it's good that it started with a niche over a niche. Okay, Asians. Okay, we know Japanese. We know Chinese. We we know K-pop in Korea. <clears throat> so they went sub. I think that was a really good move. Um, I mean, I'm trying to. I'm not trying to interrupt you. No, no, no. Do you think? But no. I just, I, you know, I heard about Singapore because um, one of my business coaches, he grew up in Singapore, so that's the reason why I was exposed to it because he's from Singapore. His name's JP, right? And my fiance Vichy, she's been to Singapore a few times, and she's always told me how she loved it. And it's kind of funny. My my dad just went there uh, this year with a bunch of his business partners and he was saying how great it is. Right. And he sent me some pictures. So actually watching the movie, it was familiar, like seeing some of the, the, um, you know, some of the places that my dad had sent me pictures of, but yeah, I've personally never thought about Singapore myself, you know? And, um, even growing here, growing up here in LA is that they have Chinese food. If you want Asian food, it's like Chinese, Thai, Vietnamese, Filipino, Korean, Japanese, right? Done. Yeah, but Singaporean food, like I never, but there is such a thing, right? And I think it's just a mix of a lot of things. And yeah, just that movie, I think the location was perfect for what the movie was trying to portray. So I'll expand some more on Singapore, Mm -hmm. right? So I've I've lived there uh, for short bursts, like Mm -hmm. eight months, nine months, one and a half years in the 80s. Mm -hmm. And they stay true to the culture, which is, uh, in the movie, without trying to be too big of a spoiler, is the food culture. Okay, the yeah. street food culture. That's very big. And you can imagine, I've, I've pushed this to all my friends. You know, it, New York is dope for like steaks, Jordanian food. Uh, they were like the pioneers of like Grace Papaya. It's like, oh, yeah. whoa, this is American street food. But you, you go to Singapore... You taste Indian and, and, and the curries between the East Indians and the Malaysians, those are two different curries. Mm. And then there's the wow. Chinese ele- element. 
Okay. So you can imagine the delicious podge that, that has been put together. Mm. And props to both uh, Sir Raffles, who first established the trading docks out there, and then the Chinese president that's known as like the modern day uh, king of Singapore. Not king, but like who established Singapore. Okay. Lee Kuan Yew. He's the guy that said, you know what? All this fucking uh, real estate, we're going to subsidize it and we're going to control it. Wow. So there's not going to be, huge. there's not going to be like a different percentage rate here, different percentage rate here. And you know what we're going to do for the, for the poorer folks? We're going to give them housing. Wow. That's, we're going to give them housing. That's awesome. Giant. That's, yeah. So progressive. Yeah. Um, and also, the, uh, the not so progressive is uh, probably in the 80s or 90s, there was like a white kid that- I remember that. That was chewing gum or yeah. he defaced a few cars also. Yeah. And he got fucking caned. Yeah. I, I was just going to bring that up right now because another thing I heard about Singapore was how strict they are. Like you can't even throw your gum or your trash on the floor. You get fined for it or something huge. Even arrested <clears throat> that arrested. far. Yeah. So, so it's very extreme to what we're used to here in, in, uh, in the U.S., you know, um, but yeah, like that, that's a huge thing, you know, and if you don't mind, if I, I have a side thing on this, like you were talking about like the street food in, in Singapore and how it's, everything's kind of, because in the movie they show a map of Singapore, right? When they're let, like, you know, sure. and <clears throat> it, it reminds me right now what's going on in the LA culture, how Food is so big right now, like the whole foodie movement, right? And because I think social media is exposing so many of the food, just even here, I'm going to talk about LA because that's where we're at right now, but I'm seeing a lot of fusion mixes, like mix, like a Filipino taco or a Korean taco, because I think all our cultures right now in, in, uh, in LA, LA is so diverse that like the food is kind of blending in with each other now. And then that's what Singapore had for yeah. the longest time. Yeah. That, that, I mean, East Indian, Malaysian, and Chinese. Like within the Chinese structure, mm-hmm. for you who's listening and watching, um, there is, if you, if you say you're Chinese, <coughs> no, 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 I'm, I'm Chinese, I'm Shanghainese, mm-hmm. I'm Taiwanese, mm-hmm. and I'm Chinese from Singapore. Yeah. The, the, the Chinese are very distinct mm-hmm. about where they're from. So that, that's, a, that's another part of like the, the small minutia that me and Russell are trying to ex- explain and expose to you guys as listeners. Um, th- there's a lot of things which will offshoot just because of this movie will offshoot into so many different episodes yeah. of a podcast. Uh, one other thing is I, I think for most of the story for Asians – that's been exposed is that Asians that have parents that take care of them. Mm-hmm. Um, personally, uh, between uh, between you and me, I, I come from that mix. Do you remember a movie called Better Luck Tomorrow? No. Okay. It was about Orange County kind of hood rat Asians. Justin Lin okay. wrote about... Um, <clears throat> Justin is uh, one of the uh, directors for uh, God. He 
well, what is that movie where Michelle Rodriguez, they're driving cars? Fast and the Furious. Okay, yeah. Okay. Like, I think he, he was a uh, uh, Tokyo Drift. Okay. It's episode two or three? Tokyo Drift? Uh, could, yeah. be, could be three. Yeah. But anyways, there's the other side of, like, the poor Asians. Okay, yeah. Right? Yeah. But I think at this point, it's good that they exposed, like, the family, the well... Um, not necessarily well raised because there's, there's, there's conflict, right? Because the son is affluent, mm-hmm. comes from an affluent family. The mom used to be poor, mm-hmm. became affluent, mm-hmm. and then now judges people who are like fairly established and well above the working class. You know what? I'm, I'm glad you brought that up. The way I saw that was she knew how hard it was to get to their point. Like she had to, she had to prove herself. Cause she wasn't, she wasn't rich. She mentioned it, right? And she married into a rich family, right? And she had to prove herself. And she said in the movie, "I'm not trying to, you know." No, you're just setting it up. Movie, but <clears throat> I think, I think from her point of view, she was just trying to protect the family's business, right? Sure, because she's I, so deep into <clears throat> it. Yeah, which, which I under, I kind, I understand because I think. They, because in the beginning, the beginning of the movie will set the tone for I think what was supposed to happen, and without exposing too much of the movie, like they, they were like rejected a few times as being poor or being Chinese, right? With money already, with money, and so, um, and I think for her, just having that motherly protective, like mother bear, yeah. And I see, I see that a lot in the in the Filipino community. The the mother would always try to protect the children, right? But I think it's it's just a motherly instinct, right? And that's what I feel like she was. She wasn't trying to. I don't think she was trying to be mean to to um, the girlfriend in the movie. I just think her priority is her family, and she doesn't know who. Because obviously, obviously, like they have so much wealth, she just doesn't know the intention of the girl. Let, let me set this up for the listening audience. Uh, what Russell and I are referring to is uh, Michelle Yeoh, who is a legend yeah. in the Asian community. I was first, first exposed to her through Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Awesome. Okay? Yeah. With the advent of YouTube, now you can do research. This chick is like the female Jackie Chan with dramatic chops. She's awesome. Because she did a bunch of kung fu movies so for me like it's perfect for like the equal rights amendment in the 70s and the me too movement now um it like this is a powerful woman she was like the badass and lead role in all these chinese kung fu movies Mm -hmm. and then uh so she plays the mom uh the crazy rich asian mom Mm -hmm. uh constance Wu's character uh raised as a single parent methodology uh i won't spoil anything but there's a several curves turns to her family upbringing mm-hmm. and the liaise of of how that worked out and then she is self-made she lives in new york she's like a gaming theory professor yeah in nyu mm-hmm. self-made yep and and for us Filipinos in America, Filipino Americans, you look at that and go, "Holy shit, she's self-made." Yeah, works for for a top tier uh, 
college in New York. Yep. And it's not like it's like <clears throat> PE, no disrespect to PE instructors. I'm sure you have your own challenges. But this is like an economics yeah. Yeah. Uh, lineage of fucking thought. So for, for what Russell and I are trying to explain is this girl, is it Rachel is her name? I don't even remember. I don't remember. Seen it twice. Terrible. Uh, but, you know, for Henry Golding, male counterpart, the, uh, the love interest who comes from a rich family, how can you not fall in love with a chick like that? Yeah. Down to earth, smart. Yeah. Probably low maintenance. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Yeah, it seemed like in the movie she, they portrayed, like she was low maintenance. Right. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I, I definitely could, I could relate with her because, see, they made a big point of this in the movie. She was Chinese American. Right. Which <clears throat> the mother was, they kind of made a point like, and I don't know if it's a stereotype that they have in Asia about the Americans, but they feel like in America, it's a different mindset versus the Chinese in China or in Asia, right? Where they're they're more loyal to, um, to like not about being comfortable or or following your passion, but it's what's right for the family. That's that I mean. is still old world thinking, yeah. and and ironically, Michelle Yeoh's character met the father in the University of Boston. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the thing is, dude, like, I mean. This is the dirty Asian in me, but I would become a fucking cum bucket the moment I go like, oh, this guy <laughs> comes from fucking money, dude. <laughs> if I'm flying that Pacific Isaiah Airlines, uh-huh. by the way, there's a scene in the movie where they fly and it looks like this airplane has studio apartments in the airplane with a bar. Yeah. I, awesome. I'd be like, you know what, hun, you are never pulling out. Each time we have sex for this whole year. Because those plane See, tickets could have been at least eight grand. About absolutely. eight grand. I think, I, I think that's what the mom was protecting her son from. Without it being said, though. Yeah. Which was great. Yeah. But, it was, but she was so like Jaja Gabor, Eva Gabor, Imelda Marcos mm. about herself. Mm-hmm. Where it's like... Yeah, I was poor, but I am rich. Mm-hmm. You are not. Yeah. And my son, she doesn't say this in the movie, my son needs to marry rich. Pretty much. That's and, what she was and saying. And you ain't shit. <clears throat> yeah. And I, you know, and I love the, the I just love how um, Constance Wu, like, her character overcame that, you know, and... Um, <clears throat> I'm really trying not to. No, no, no! Just <clears> say it. You know what? We we <clears throat> could even call it the spoiler. Okay. Movie alert. So just Perfect. spew it. Yeah, but you know she overcame that, like the challenges of dealing with the mother and the grandmother, trying to protect their son and their grandson, and she did it with dignity and she did it with like class, and I think that was just. I think that's what really made the movie for me, because I think in life in general, like something's always going to try to take you out. Right, just in general. Sure, there's always going to be challenges. You know, I I just had this conversation earlier, but uh, with somebody, and I'm like, dude, life is not going to be handed to you on a platter. Like, no matter what, like if you're going to be, uh, you know, 
following your dream or your passion or whatever it is, something's something in the universe will test you, and you got to prove it that you're actually worth that. You know what I mean? And and, and that for the listening audience, give them specific instead of you've set up the general part. Give them specific yeah. to the movie, like how she was tested. Well, obviously, she loved. Uh, the guy Henry Golding Henry Golding right sure she loved him and you know she she was willing she was willing to give like you know the saying if you love something let it go if it comes back to you it's meant to be sure I think that's a perfect example in the movie because she knew like he had to make a choice between her and his family and his family's business and all that and so she was the one that said F it, you know? I'm gonna I don't want any part of this, you know? Whatever, you decide. You're like that's you're on your own now. But he he made his decision and even even in that whole part with the mom and the grandmother like disgraced her and her family, she was still uh, classy enough not to fight fire with fire. Let me compliment your point. Yeah. Because I feel like there are phases uh, to dating and impressing an Asian mom, right? Mm-hmm. There's the one phase where you're over-respectful. Yeah. Then the mom was disrespectful. And then wh- what do you do as an Asian? You fucking self-efface and then you, you crumble. Mm-hmm. Why is she like this? Why is she like that? Yeah. And then it got to a point who, by the way, Aquafina is a scene steal- stealer. Oh, I loved her and, character. And this, which, by the way, I never liked Aquafina because you know what I thought? Here we go. Chigger. Hmm? Chigger. Like, you know, like how they call whites uh, wiggers? Okay. Like, oh, Chinese mm. G-E-R. Mm. Mm. Here we go. But there's so much more substance behind it. And I'll talk about that maybe in a separate okay. uh, episode about, like, Asians in America and which culture they direct towards, which right. is either black or white or you stay foppy, right? Got it. Got it. So anyways... It got to a point where, thank God, she had a friend in mm-hmm. Singapore, mm-hmm. and then she went to fight back. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and it got to a point where uh, she attended a, wear, uh, a wedding, and she wore this stunning dress. I thought she kind of first looked like a fucking swan. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it looked, after you see the rest of the dress, it looks dope. Man. Not to be all <laughs> queer eye and shit. Yeah, I, you know... I, man, see, I only knew Constance Wu from uh, Fresh Off the Boat, but man, I mean, in this movie, she, she just had this like aura about her, and it's just awesome, you know, just the whole, I don't know, man, I, I think I had like, I ended up having a crush on her or something. Just dimples, dude. You know, it's cutie, you know, but uh, yeah, like definitely each character in the movie was well written and well played. Oh, sorry, Russ. Let me finish. I'm oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. The, the phases. Yeah, yeah. So she got to a point where she was biting back, uh-huh. and then when she received the same strife again, mm-hmm. she was like, "Fuck this." To compliment your point, yeah, she was like, "Fuck this. I don't oh. need to fucking deal with this shit." Doesn't I? Don't I? Don't need you people. She said it straight up. I don't need your family. Remember, that was awesome. Donzo. Yeah. So go ahead. But I just wanted to finish my point as far as for all the phases. Okay. Or, or, or can I keep going for a little bit? And yeah, then yeah, jump no, in. go ahead, go ahead. So that to me is a very important part of like progression in the Asian culture also. Mm-hmm. 
Because you almost have to be direct, but not disrespectful to the parent. Yeah. But I've experienced that with 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 uh, dating this girl, Christine. Okay. Like, her mom was just a bitch, and her mom wanted her to end up with someone white or Latin, and whitewashed Latin. She was one of those self-loathing Filipinos. Okay. Christine was half white, <clears throat> half Filipino. Got it. So it's that stereotype, like, I'm Filipino, but you know what? I'm going to marry a white guy because I can't stand Filipinos. Yeah, unfortunately. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that was like her first, like, Filipino love. Mm. And I treated the bitch like fucking Maria Clara. And I was Jose Rizal. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then... I went through the same phases because I was like a fucking pussy-ass 22-year-old. Okay. But, you know, we're trained as disciplinarians to, like, don't talk back. And when I started talking back because my ex-girlfriend's mom was attacking my mom Mm. because she was diabetic and I'm diabetic. Don't don't marry him. Wow. He's fucking diabetic. You're going to have diabetic children. Wow. What a fucking bitch. And then from there on, that was... But it, I, I am not constant as well. I don't have a good vagina. So I, so the, the um, I just ended up cheating on Christine, no exaggeration, like 12 times. Wow. In like three wow, years. Wow, man. Wow. Okay. Okay. Um, no exaggeration, 12. No. Easily 12. Yeah. Um, thank you, Lava Life and Yahoo Chat Groups <laughs> and Pasadena City College. PCC, yeah, 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 man. junior college folks, you yeah. know. So, so yeah, that that's um, I've experienced that exact same stigma, and okay. I wish I would have had the balls just to leave instead of be left. Okay, okay, you know what I mean. I get it. I get it. Uh, so <clears throat> that's one character we talked about. Michelle Yeoh. We talked about um, Constance Wu. Mm-hmm. Henry Golding. Uh, I felt this in the very beginning, Russ. It's like, why, why does it have to be a fucking half Asian, half white kid? Mm. Okay. But you know what he said in one interview? So if I don't make a role for a Caucasian American because I'm not Caucasian enough, how the fuck am I supposed... He didn't say how the fuck, but he said, how am I supposed to feel? Yeah. So where am I, where am I at now? Wow. So going into the movie, I was like... You better fucking act the fuck out of this, dude. He did a great part. Because his best friend could have played the part. Oh, really? I didn't know this. Well, no, no, I'm, I'm just saying, like, oh. his best friend is, is good looking enough okay. to be the lead. Because there was a lot of, like, good looking leads there. Okay. Right? Oh, oh, yeah. Okay. The best friend in the movie. Right. Okay. Yeah. The yeah. one that they had, they yeah. went to the hawker yeah. centers. So he's a good looking guy, too. Yeah. But I was just like, <clears throat> all right, you know, let me pull back. Yeah. I was very, like, Great. It's already a romantic comedy. I already know Asians love corny shit. And now you have a fucking half-white guy? Got it. But thank God I'm 43 also. Uh And I go, you know what? Let me watch first. Yeah. But that was an initial reaction. I was happy with uh, how he carried himself. Oh, yeah. How how did you feel? Well, for me, you know, I'll I'll say it again. I think each character that they casted... I mean, each uh, artist that they casted did a great job, you know. And I, and one thing that uh, I love the movie. I don't know if if you can tell yet at this point, but I really love the movie. We're only uh, recording a episode <laughs> of Dash and filming it, Russ. right? But I I did love it. Why? Because I personally thought it was a great exposure to 
um, I don't know what to call it, but to Hollywood. You know what I mean? Because there's been so many stereotypes about Asians, right? Whether it's uh, the sitcom Fresh Off the Boat, which I could totally relate with because I could feel like when I watched that episode or the, the show, that was me growing up in the 80s. You know what I mean? But, you know, and th- th- I'm going to go a little bit more into my personal um, life because it, it, it it's, this is why I love the movie so much, right? But, see, the past three years I've been living in the Philippines, right? And a lot of people, and I've gotten so many, I've got so much shit for, like, living in the Philippines. A lot, a lot of my my friends, relatives, like, why do you want to move back to a third world country? Sure. Everybody's trying to fight to come over here. Everyone's trying to fight to come to America. <clears throat> and, I'll, and I'll admit, and I've told this, I've said it many times ago, when I go to the Philippines, I don't expect it to be America. And when I'm in America, I don't expect it to be the Philippines, which is the same thing to do, right? I think what people think is, and I hate it when people start comparing the Philippines. Oh, in the Philippines. And they start talking shit about all this shit about the Philippines. I'm like, dude, well, that's the Philippines. It's the culture there, right? And I think some people that have been raised and grown up there, they come over here forgetting their roots. Right, because it's all tied economically. Economically, right? Right. So why I love this movie is because the stereotype of Asia being a third world region whether it's you know and there are parts that are still third world but i want people to know that it's not just a third there's so much wealth in asia right there's so much wealth in asia actually a lot of the chinese companies owns la and the u.s now you know what i mean and that's another topic later on but i you know seeing this it i just wanted people to know like hey not everybody's trying to fight to come to America. You know what I mean? And I've, I've had this conversation with you many times because I've been getting hit left and right about why do I live in the Philippines and this, uh, why don't I bring my family over here? I want to raise them in the Philippines. You know what I mean? And there's, and it's like, and that show, like just showing the wealth in Asia. I mean, if, even if that wedding, man, the wedding in the movie, that's not a cheap move. That, That's not that, a cheap that wedding. That is the grandest wedding I've seen to date in a movie. Yeah. And even if it's in a movie, that actually happens in real life in Asia. Here's the thing. Uh, I'm going to play Russell's friend right now. <laughs> <laughs> Prepare for an emotional outburst. <laughs> for you fucks who don't know what Russell goes through, what I went through, it's because all you know is fucking poor unsalvaged personalities and lives you're all good morning vietnam we we have peking duck dinners oh in 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 metropolitan makati which is one of the better urbanite cities we've had drinks in bgc with with jason Uh uh-huh and because all you know are the fucking poor fucks all you dirt asians not everyone's a fucking dirt Asian. And guess what? Sorry, Russ. But Russell's girlfriend's fiance's family does well. Yeah. She doesn't need to fucking fly out to America. There's the chicks I, I'm proud to fuck. I fuck some ugly bunk bitches in Manila also. 
Thank you to Tinder. <laughs> but what I'm really proud of is when I get a pretty fucking Asian who comes from wealth and fucks me by the second or third date, which, by the way, is a mountainous accomplishment for Gen Xers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I've boned one or two but in the first or second date, but that's like a month long of talking. Mm. So for a lot of you that like doubt people who go back, it's not just fuckfest Asia jerk off in a fucking nice hotel bed. It's because there's a life out there. Yeah. Just the same way these Singaporeans <clears throat> can give three shits about you. You want to know why? Because they treat America as a place to do shopping. Yeah, exactly. They don't give a fuck to live in, a, in the fucking U.S. That's so true. That's so true. Actually, they, they yeah. can't give any fucks about that. Yeah. You know, it's, it's funny because my fiance doesn't even want to. I don't know. She just doesn't want to live. She'd rather just come here and do some sightseeing. Sure. Said, you know, whatever. And like. I'll hear like so many people going, "Oh, you know, I would, I would never want to like date someone from the Philippines because I know they just want my, my passport." I heard this like two weeks ago, right? I'm like, "What kind of person are you? First of all, what kind of person are you attracting? You know what I mean? Because like, what's your circle like for right. for you to attract that? You know, I'm not being judgmental. I'm just saying, look, don't stereotype me." You know what I mean? Don't stereotype my person. Your relationship. Yeah, don't stereotype my relationship. You know what I mean? And this movie, I loved it so much because it showed that not everybody in Asia is poor. Right, and not everyone in Asia strives to be elsewhere. Exactly. Maybe it's there's people that are just fucking happy to be where they're at. Yeah, you know? It's, it's like, how much better are you if you live like... Let's say in the West Side. But all you know is the West Side bubble. Mm-hmm. You know, there's like a growing food scene in the 626. Oh, yeah. The last fucking 15 years. Yeah. You and know, like amazing. the downtown area between Little Tokyo, the, the, the arts district and the brewery district. Mm-hmm. Jason and I, uh, co-host, just discovered two new bars. Wow. You know what I'm saying? It's like, fuck off. Mm-hmm. But we have eight minutes to wrap. Okay. Because the studio's going to close up. Okay, okay. And we'll have a minute. So that's addressing, we've addressed the mom, mm-hmm. Constance Wu, Henry yeah, Golding. Yeah. Um, just in 30 seconds, did you ever wonder where the fuck is the dad? Uh, oh, they said, well, yeah, they said he went away for a business trip because he handles business. But then there was really no... Room for no him room to be in the him. film. Yeah. That is it's a silent extrapolation of how the parental figures were for Asians. Yeah. You had a dad that was living in Manila. Yeah. Mom was raising you here in the U.S. Yeah. I had the exact same experience. Yeah. But my dad is an evil v- vagina buffet artist. <laughs> oh, Charles. So... Oh, I love my dad. My dad just passed. That's another story. Mm-hmm. I took care of him. You did. You did last, take care of him. Last two years of yeah. his dying days. So, but I'm just, you know, um, that was that was worth noting, mm-hmm. I feel, yeah. that the dad did not, because he was so about the money, the legend, the name. Yeah. The empire. The empire. Yeah. Right? I, I, didn't, I didn't think about it till <clears throat> like weeks after. Wow. I, I saw the movie. That's... You know, I, I'm glad you brought that up because I didn't even think about the dad. 
like after the fact that they had mentioned he went away for a business trip, that was it. Like the whole movie was, you know, like they didn't even need him in there. Yeah, yeah, they exactly. Because that's how big a tale the Asian story is. So let's yeah. l- wrap this up. Okay. In in three minutes, I'll give you a minute to answer this question, and I'll give my spew. Um, do you think Asian Americans can band together the way African Americans band together? I see that. Because here's the deal. Mm. Like, everyone who's black in the U.S., if they don't have traced roots, mm-hmm. everyone's just African American. Got it. Even though, like, Cool Herc, <laughs> the founder of hip-hop, okay. who brought toasting, is, is Caribbean. Got it. That's not from the continent of... Of Africa, mm-hmm. that's you know it's just Caribbean roots, mm-hmm. but they all fall under African American. Tell me why you think in thirty seconds, if you can, why it can work. Well, I think it can work because, um, especially like the Asian American communities. Because growing up, I was cool, like I was like friend, like at high school, I was cool with the. The Korean Americans, the Vietnamese Americans, the Filipino Americans. Like, we were, we were all, like, cool with each other, you know? So my personal experience in that, I just think I, it could work, you know? And and um, I don't think – I want to go more into it next time. But definitely, like, seeing, like, the, the explosions of, like, the Koreatown or, or like, you know, little uh, Saigon and Garden Grove, Saigon and LA. They've been having so many events in Chinatown and LA. Like I, let's lo- develop historic Filipino town. Hopefully, hopefully. <laughs> that's another topic. But hopefully, so many topics. You know, but yeah, I'm, I'm. You know, the the one thing though is, I think that, um, and I want to be positive about it, but I think it it definitely is. Uh, there is more hope of the Asian Americans. You know, creating a bigger unity. You know, and especially this movie just showed how great if we all work together that it'll uh, happen. Right. Uh, here comes Darth Vader Charlie in his opinion. <laughs> <laughs> I hate. Um, okay. Let me be Darth Vader after he died and then resurrected and try to be positive to Luke. I think it's a strong work in progress. Yes. Uh, I think Koreans are still forefronting the Korean label. I think the Chinese are very to themselves. Mm. And like, yeah, uh, uh, I still have to buy my mansion in fucking Arcadia before I can help you. Mm. Well, okay. Relax, Vietnamese. <clears throat> yeah, actually, I'm buying my McMansion. You have a good point there. Filipinos are still finding themselves. Because yeah. we're so goddamn fucking westernized and we forget about our roots, which is why we're doing this recording. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> to be positive, Darth Vader all burnt and shit and <laughs> talking to Luke and, you know, I'm your dad. Fucking sorry. Fucking you had to fly an X-Wing fighter and fight the force and ride with that giant poodle Chewbacca. And you, you actually kissed your sister. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> wow. But um, this movie is a great spawning mm-hmm. of opportunity. Yeah, absolutely. So, 
to rap, recommend it to both. How do you feel? A, A, B, or C, I guess. Do you recommend it to everyone? Recommend it to everyone, but strongly to Asians? Or you have another point of view? Everyone. 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 Okay. Yeah. Good. I recommend it to everyone. I'm, I'm, I'm at the B, where it's like I recommend it to everyone, but very strongly for Asians to find a grasp that, dude, if we all fought together, mm-hmm. we're like the Infinity War. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Well, there was a quote in the beginning of the movie. Okay. About the, the uh, sleeping giant. Yeah. Theodore Roosevelt, I think, was it? I think it was Napoleon Bonaparte. Oh, yes. That, uh, a different insecure. Napoleon Bonaparte, I think, right? Yeah. But it's true. And that he said that, you know, a while back. A while back. Sleeping man. giant, dude. Yeah. Sleeping giant. So let's see where this goes. Um, and thank you, Russell. Uh, Thanks for having me, Charlie. Yeah, we're going to be doing five episodes. That's awesome. Excited. And we're going to bang out four next week, hopefully. I'm excited. Asian Unfiltered on Apple Podcasts and iTunes. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.